0: Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 180. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3, 6, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTShirtClub.com. Today, we welcome Gregorio and Anna from Contigo Tiki Bar. On this episode, we sidle up to the bar, inside the Desert Oasis Room, and talk about a wide variety of topics including craft cocktails, craft spirits, vintage San Diego, random moments in history, the butterfly effect, and more, including what it took to recreate the vintage paper-hanging lantern, a fun cocktail garnish from yesteryear. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider helping us with your support during this challenging time. Stop by DesertOasisRoom.com to check out our merch or leave us a tip. We've got tiki mugs, t-shirts, and pendants available right now. Any purchase or donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. All righty. Grab a cocktail and don't forget to garnish it with that hanging paper lantern. And join us. Inside the desert oasis room, with our friends Gregorio and Anna from Contigo Tiki Bar. Inside the desert oasis room. Hello, test, 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 test.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and blue
0: oh, y, y. <laughs> No. Adrian,
2: <in> <laughs> do drink it.
0: That's awesome. I'm going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Test. One, two. All right. Testing. Testing. We sound good. We checking.
3: All right. See, so he, says, he says I sound good. We sound
0: great. Have a seat. You know what? At least Adrian appreciates my serenading. Okay. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Put that, that there. alrighty We are ready to go. Aloha. Aloha.
2: Aloha.
0: Thanks for being on the podcast.
3: Well, thanks for inviting us. I mean, we've definitely, I don't know, there's just like certain things that you hope that you'll do.
2: In a lifetime. In a yet.
3: lifetime, and this is definitely...
1: <laughs>
2: shut up. <a>, so <laughs> 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 well, that's thank you.
3: That's very
0: nice of you to say. but... Well, there's uh, a story to that.
3: There really is. Okay. Well, and what's the story? Well, when we were really just diving I'm, into tiki, I'm flattered that this is like a bucket list
0: thing.
2: <laughs> no, it is. Probably, it's
3: for, yeah. for real, yeah. Wow. Top okay. three. Okay, okay so Tom, when you
0: were when you were stumbling into tiki. Yeah, so we we're <laughs>
3: stumbling. stumbling. You know, that's well, no, the correct it, way it was it was actually kind of finally being able to. ...to have the time in my life to do something that I really wanted to. Okay. And um,
0: it and, was And summer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make cocktails while we are Perfect. talking. So. Awesome.
3: Um. And so it was, it was summer for me. I, I was on vacation, and I had some time free. And I was like, well, I just really want to have the tiki party that I never had. Yeah. And so being a researcher by nature, of course, I was going to try and do it as authentically as possible... And in that whole process, we saw your home bar, the Desert Oasis Room. Oh. And of all the bars that we had seen, we are like, if we ever had the chance, this is one of those bars we wish we could go to. We, we fell in love
0: with it. It's Very nice.
3: And so, really, there, there was a story. And we didn't even know where it was located or who owned it. We just were like, whoa, if we ever get to go to that bar.
0: That's nice of you. And,
3: you know, then later on, meeting you... And then finding out that, okay, so you're, you're the, the one host. Do you host. remember
0: how we met? Uh, it was... Rum was involved.
2: N- Rum was involved. It was Tiki Oasis. Um,
0: no, no, no. no. We actually before. met at False Idol. Was it False Idol? We, you know, and, and here's the thing is, I'm bad at remembering when I meet people. Because, you know, the community, there's so many active people so many. that, yeah. you know, it's it's easy to forget oh, I thought I met you at Tiki Oasis, or I thought I met you at Tiki Tea. Yeah. And then it turns out you're mixing up that memory with someone else.
3: Well, what had happened is Anna found out that you were doing a podcast with Martin Kate at False oh, Idol, yeah. And it was just before, I think, Mandatory ma- Mug Monday?
2: It was a Mandatory oh, yeah, yeah, Mug yeah, yeah, Monday. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was in December.
3: And, and um, yeah. you know, I... Was thankfully convinced by her because I'm like, I might think I, I gotta work, I gotta prep for you know school tomorrow and all that stuff. And she's like, "When are you gonna get to see Warren, Kate, and, and Adrian. Adrian?" And I was like, "Okay, let's go." So <laughs> we,
1: we we like
3: threw on our clothes life? like ASAP, made it down. But you um were kind of wrapping up and we're like, "What?" And, just missed it. Yeah, just missed it. But we got we caught you when we introduced ourselves, and you were sitting uh, oh, right the by the booth. in yeah. the corner booth. And you said, "Hey, do you guys." I remember that. Yeah. 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 And you yeah. asked us, "Do you guys have a seat?" We're like, "No, we just we just got here and we really just literally came to meet you." Yeah. And so you you I'm like, flat. W- I'm so flattered. Well, you, no,
2: you graciously were like, "Well, <laughs> you offered well, your table." You are like, "Well, now you do." <laughs> yeah. And so you like
3: said, so "Come sit with us." Or you, "Come sit with you." And we were like, "What?" And so we got to start hanging out with you and talking to you for a bit and um, that's kind of where
2: it started, yeah, and then, pretty much. Okay. And then the, the, the year after
3: was Tiki Oasis. And then Tiki Oasis, okay. Um, the
2: Pacific Cinema was it the next one? Yeah, it was the, the two years ago. Yeah,
3: so we ran into you at the I think it was the tasting event. Yeah.
2: Like and that the was the year we like, were having that noon, big party.
3: And you yeah. were doing the room yeah. party, yeah. And so um, you were just like were, are you guys going to my room party? You gotta go, <laughs> and. And we are like, heck yeah, we are going, you know, especially with an invite, you're like, of course, you know, and so every time you're like, you're going, we kept running into you, and you just kept making sure that we were going to go, and we're like, heck yeah, we are Awesome. And like, so we were so stoked, and, um, and so, yeah, I, I think that's kind of where we really began to um, become more in com- uh, communication with you, and, you know, Instagram a bit more, and just, hi, how are you doing,
0: comments, things like that. awesome. Awesome. Thanks. I have no recollection of any of them. <laughs> Which, <laughs> Don't take that in a bad way. Yeah, no. no I mean, no. there was rum involved. That's, no, right.
3: yeah. that's what I always say. There was a rum involved. <laughs> it was a, yeah, but it was it was things. so rad because we were just like so like stoked because you were just so warm to us and, oh, that's and nice. just so Thanks. friendly and and um, yeah, we we're like, whoa, this is so cool, you know. Cause at that point, we knew nobody. Yeah. And, yeah, and we, we were, we're starting just, out. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah. Like I said, I've always loved tiki from afar and as a child, but I never had the opportunity to really delve into tiki. And
0: have you guys always been in San Diego area? I have. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, definitely. I've always been in San Diego.
0: So did you grew up with like San Diego tiki, or, or
2: no? I didn't really grow up with tiki. The only tiki I knew was Disneyland, and that was pretty much it. So okay. for me, it was like other than the tiki room, okay, I didn't really know anything. Okay. Always yeah. liked Hawaiian culture. As a kid, but never really knew what it was until I got older.
0: Okay. Yeah, my because um, my dad was... Because there's a lot of tiki in San Diego. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I remember Definitely. the first time I went to Shelter Island, I was blown oh, away no, yeah. by the architecture. It's beautiful, it's Shelter Island. totally beautiful.
3: And I can't even imagine what it looked like, you know, like 40 years ago.
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
3: But, but my dad um, was in the Navy, and um, his favorite food was Chinese food. Okay. And so his big thing was, wherever we lived he would find the Chinese restaurant to go to. And what I remember is um, a lot of these Chinese restaurants had that dimly lit bar. And they always had like really cool foliage or or, or, like this fake tropical thing going on. And I was like, this looks like Disneyland to me. And they always had the colored moody lights. And so from that age, I was really into whatever that was, you know, <laughs> and I also saw the cool mugs that they had in the bars and I was like, I want one of those. But of course I couldn't go in. Yeah. But um, every now and then you'd be at a table and somebody who came out of the bar or ordered one of the cocktails would have it. I would just stare at the mugs and like the, the, pre- the presentation and cocktail picks that they would have. And so I always loved it as a child.
0: Right. And then, you
3: know, life happens. You just get busy and sure. all sure. work
0: and no play. Right. Yeah, I get it yes all right i'm gonna turn this thing on so this might get a little bit loud so here's the thing Uh, i'm winging it right now awesome so we're gonna see what we get here (laughs) i'm down so bear with me And it's not shy to that
3: (laughs) well you know looking at his mixer in looking at our mixer I kind of feel like that scene in, in Pirates of the Caribbean where they pull out their telescopes
2: because of the, what do you mean? what do
3: you mean? Yeah. there's a scene where <laughs> where Johnny pulls Peter out well in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, like... Jack Sparrow pulls out his telescope and, and it's it about ends. yay big and then and then the other captain Barbosa, pulls out his and it's like dun 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> and so I was looking at your um, mixer here and I kind of I had
0: that, like, <laughs> oh that's hilarious I was like look at that i love that mixer it's it's actually very um very good value for the money which one is this? Is this a Hamilton? Uh, this is a Waring. Wearing oh, Waring's really good too. So, yeah, the, I wanted to get the Hamilton. It's a Hamilton Beach HMD200. Right, yeah. Which is the one that they have in all the bars. Uh, it's a little bit out of my price range. I think it's like $400. Most bucks. normal people. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is 99 bucks. Yeah. Oh, so wow. it, I think what? it's a great value. Well, Waring is a very good product too.
3: Okay. Yeah, in, okay. In general.
0: Yeah. All right, so... Well, see,
3: you know what, um, as he's saying, he's kind of going off the cuff with the cocktails. The good thing about that is that he understands the, the, the 4 3 2 1 yeah. of, of cocktail building.
0: So I use three different formulas. I use a standard 2 one um, That's called the golden ratio. A lot of drinks are made with the 2-1-1 ratio. Mm-hmm. The, uh, most notably, like a daiquiri. Um, yeah. margaritas are two one, mm-hmm. and that is two parts spirit one part sweet one part uh, citrus so and then there's a 421 mm-hmm. which is basically you start with four parts cut that in half that becomes two parts you cut that in half that becomes one part mm-hmm. so 421 and then there's the four three two one. one yeah. one of sour two of sweet three of strong four a week so between those three you can make anything. just about anything mm-hmm. and um, You'll have something halfway decent. So um, I didn't even I should have tasted this before I put in these glasses, but it's too late. So we are just going to have them anyway. (laughs) Nice. And uh, I I used a um, it's a tweak on the two one one ratio, Uh but I upped the uh, sweet just a little bit.
1: Okay. Because
0: I it's the first time that I've worked with these two in combination. And so we're what going to see... syrups? Is that grenadine? So this is samples? a honey syrup. Oh, honey, nice. And this is a maraschino syrup.
3: How do you like to go with your honey? Do you go 2-1 on that?
0: Uh, no, like a... I just do a one and one Yeah, we do one and one, one as well. One yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people do the 2-1. I think the one and one is good. Um, every time I do 2-1, I forget that I made it a 2-1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I end up, I end up like... Oversightening. Yeah, oversuiting.
3: Yeah, even if you're using the same so, measures.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to garnish these with these new umbrellas, the new lanterns that you guys just came out with.
3: Awesome. Yeah, the straight pick Chinese lantern. Thank yes. you for bringing these. No, you're welcome. Had to bring you a little okay. gift. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I didn't even taste this one. But well, we, I'm excited. Those are the best ones. Uh, we're going to serve them anyway, so let's see.
2: Let's do it.
3: Maybe that's... It's all about adventure.
2: That's the fun part. Yes.
3: All right.
0: All righty. Delicious. Refreshing. I hope they are. I hope there's as they taste as good as they look. We're gonna find out though, right? right. I'm gonna
3: say with uh, with what you know as far as the different <laughs> what, like ratios and combinations we'll see. it can't be bad yeah. cheers cheers, cheers. cheers. Okay, all right here we go all right
0: dude that's so rough that's good, all right, it's good. Adrian, that's come good come on that's all good. right it's good thanks all right so <laughs> let me tell you what's in it oh, so, so that good. bite is bourbon so it has bourbon oh. and Ooh. rum oh it wow. has it has lime and lemon it has honey syrup maraschino syrup uh, I put some lychee oh. syrup in there as well, so you're, mm. you're you're tasting, you're tasting cherry honey, lychee lemon lime bourbon rum, and you saw me put the bitters on top. Mm-hmm. So I put yeah, some Angostura to on top. Nice and um, well, now you gotta name it. Real that pretty. is so unbelievable. That. that tastes so delicious. Here's the thing: typically, when I'm recording, <laughs> I make up drinks with whatever we have, and I use the ratios. Yeah, and. Every time I write down what I did, I never go back to the recipe anyway because I always start from scratch, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, knowing these cocktail ratios is a good way to appear like you know what you're doing. <laughs> and you never get bored because you're not just following a recipe. You just like look yeah. at what you have and you say, okay, this is what I have to work with for sweet, this is what I have to work with for tart, this is what I have to work yeah. with for, for spirits. Yeah. And you can typically just make something up on the spot that's halfway decent, you know? Yeah, this is above um,
3: above um, you know, so halfway that, is definitely came a out, delicious drink. That came out halfway decent, so I'm happy I about it. I like that. That, that that spice element to it. It's
0: good. That's the bourbon. Yeah. I like the bourbon. Yeah. That's the bourbon. So that what you're tasting, if you smell this, you'll see that it has kind of the same smell, right?
3: Yeah. It's almost like a leathery type of yeah. smell. Yeah. Yeah. So, smoky. Yeah, it's smoky uh, bur- it's
0: buffalo trace bourbon. So, oh, wow. Delicious. this one of my favorite bourbons right here. It mixes well with just about any kind of cocktail that I make with it. Um, no, and it fits right into this one. Yeah, definitely.
2: It's yeah, because
3: it it's funny. I'm not a huge bur- like I love whiskey, but for some reason, I'm just not a big bourbon fan. And that's see, again,
0: it's funny that you say that because I like bourbon better than whiskey. So our palates are different, right? Yeah. And I mean, it's the same kind of base. right? Yeah,
3: they are. That's the funny thing. Is like I don't understand why. Do I Do you love like rye? Whiskey. Uh, you know I've n- I've never knowingly tried it. It may have been a like drink,
0: but mm-hmm. I like rye. So
3: um yeah. I never got like for me I was pretty much into the basics when it came into uh liquor. I started off with rum and then it went to vodka, gin, um, whiskey, and then getting back into tiki, I really circled f- fully around to rum again. So
0: so I've always leaned more towards bourbon or whiskey or rye. Mm-hmm. I got into rum because of the tiki drinks, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and I've learned to my adjust my palate to rum. Yeah, but it, it's my my first choice is still bourbon. Yeah, it's I mean, still my go to.
3: Well, everybody has their palate, and yeah, yeah, for me, yeah, it was kind of funny that rum kind of really brought me back around, or. Tiki brought me back around to rum, which is something that I loved from the start.
0: Right. And I'm super picky with my rums if I'm drinking them neat, but if I'm drinking them in a cocktail, I'm not as picky. Yeah, because
3: you have a lot of room to move around with with the other things that you're mixing in. Yeah, yeah, so...
0: um,
3: Anna's just enjoying... She's just... You like it all, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, as long as it tastes good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't like tequila... Yeah, I could tell you that Uh, I do. I love mezcal.
2: Mezcal. Yeah, Yeah, that's another
0: interesting one. Mezcal is like way better to me than tequila. And that's the same thing is it kind of has that it has the same base. Right. Right. Because like all tequilas, no, all mezcals are tequilas, but Mm -hmm. not all all tequilas tequilas are mezcals. uh Yeah. Right. So um, and it's weird because it's way more expensive than tequila. Yeah. It's, like, more expensive than—and maybe—I don't know why it's more expensive. I'm sure there's a justification for the cost. But it's more expensive than I always expect when I go to buy it. (laughs) And what's weird, too, is when I go to Mexico, I can't find it everywhere I go to Mexico. You would think that you can really only find it in Oaxaca. But, like, if I go to Cabo or I go even to, like, Playa del Carmen, no one has it.
2: No, I honestly, like, growing up in Mexico and definitely always being down there, like, it's not— I think in the last five to seven years, it's definitely become more of a commodity than it has been before. Honestly, I, I came from Mexico and I never really talked. Where, what really part of Mexico? I from? grew up on the border, you know, I grew up in Tijuana. Okay. So it definitely was more of the traveling around Mexico and just going around the okay. different towns and okay. the different states. But I really didn't know of Mezcal until like, Couple years ago, it wasn't just okay. tequila has always been known. Everybody's always like, Yeah, let's take shots of tequila, you know. And uh, the mezcal, honestly, I didn't really hear of it until like, Wow, until I wondering. don't,
3: I don't
0: never met anybody that grew up in Tijuana. I'm kind of
3: like, for me, I think of mezcal as more like a higher class, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you tequila for was, sure. just, was just it's accessible, affordable and accessible. And mezcal was the businessman or the family that got to take that trip, trip. to mm-hmm. that area and could always bring it back. Well,
0: that was that was always so, my understanding of it. Uh, do you know the history of Mescal? Nope. Nope. Oh, okay. Well, the Filipinos brought it to Mexico. That's cool. <laughs> so look that up. All oh, right. I, I, I just I always plug in like my ancestors <laughs> or whatever, to. whatever you conversation. To. No, you know, the Filipinos, sure. yeah, they sure. invented the zoot suits, too. nice. So Filipino immigrants yeah. that came here at the turn of the century. Would wear their baggy suits to make them look bigger because they were always smaller <laughs> oh, than the average American no way. Yeah. and they got picked on because of racism yeah, you know race. with uh immigrants right immigrants trying to um so fit in mm-hmm. to yeah. to their surroundings they yeah. got picked on and so they would wear these bigger suits that would uh, and then that
3: later got picked up what i guess by no before what? that was a uh, um
0: The jazz culture, the
3: early jazz jazz culture um, in Harlem. That makes sense. I didn't know
0: that. I thought that it went to the Chicano culture after that. The Chicanos
3: picked it up from the jazz culture.
0: Oh. And the jazz culture took it from the Filipinos. So I can't remember who the name of the the person was, but... um, Cesar Chavez. Yeah, mm-hmm. he he teamed up with the Filipinos for right, yeah. for the for, UFW. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah because uh, and he the Filipinos were already in that fight, and he yeah. thought I you know, their strength in numbers. Yeah, right. Larry,
3: Larry Itliong was okay. Was um one of his uh, partners with Dolores Huerta ah, as well. Okay. Yeah, we actually had um, at my community college we had.
0: Uh, I am. I Listen it. to this intellectual talk mm-hmm. we're having inside yeah. the desert system.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> because we have don't, a pres- professor.
0: <laughs> we have a professor here in uh, eth- 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 what is it? Ethnological studies well, or, or Mexican American, Chicano, Chicanos. Yeah, so, okay, I mean,
3: like but broader ethnic studies. You know, but yeah. So <laughs> we actually had Larry Itliong's son come to our college and do a speech, which mm. was. Rad. Unfortunately, I was at another campus teaching, so...
0: Oh, okay. But I was, like,
3: I was so bummed because, you know, you just want to have some sort of connection or to hear those stories, you know. Right.
0: And and this goes hand-in-hand with what we were talking about earlier when we were talking off-camera... Lapu-lapu. ...about, yeah, the the men who helped build this Tiki subculture and the recognition that they didn't get that I think they deserved Mm -hmm. because... Yeah. This was a different time in America, right? This was yeah. the early 20th century where racism was rampant and there was no minority that was going to get their due, yeah. you know, by any any business owner that was in a position to keep minority workers down. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, and I don't really want to get into that right now because today is a good day. Today yeah, is, we can always edit
3: t- that out. <laughs> yeah. Always, well, yeah, no, I think that... Um, yeah, history is always great, and uh,
0: we're talking. What got you into becoming a, a college professor? Was that something that you wanted to you do know, from the beginning? That's,
3: well, that it was. It was.
0: How do I explain this?
3: So, <laughs> uh, from a very young age, I was very successful as an entrepreneur in, in okay. business. What kind of business? So, I was in the music industry. Oh, what, what the kids today call EDM. Really? Yeah, so the big one, which is like...
0: Were you an artist or a
3: producer? I was one of the first... I was of a group of people who were the first to take what we called raves back then and take them from being illegal warehouse Uh break-ins to actually legalizing them because I was thinking, our parties keep getting busted. We're losing money. This doesn't make sense. And so we were part of that movement of people and it was it was frowned upon to be you know honest you're oh you're gonna make this mainstream and you're gonna make it legal and i was like yeah because you know i'm like we're losing money and so me and my friends were like let's do it and so we started actually getting city permits we started getting security we started getting you know sound perm all like all the things that you needed to do so that we can ensure our parties wouldn't be getting broken up and it turns out that people you know when when you're you know, driving to this destination, you want that party to be there. You don't want to get there and have the cops break it up. Yeah, it's already gone. 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's already been busted. And, like, now what are you going to do for the rest of the night? And so it just – it made a lot of sense for me from, a like, a business perspective. But then as a partier, too, because I was like, man, this bums me out. When I go to a party and it's already broken up or it's getting broken up at, you know, 1130 midnight. And so we were just kind of part of that movement. And um, – it just made sense for everybody who wanted to party all night, and so yeah, yeah. Um, I became very successful in that. And um, a lot of the like the big one now is Electric Daisy Carnival, You're right? Like that thing's huge. It's I mean, huge. We yeah. were there at the very first one. Okay, you know that thing was a baby for us, yeah, and it's yeah. a monster now. I mean, that thing is huge, and it's, it's
0: it's unbelievable. And
3: you look at how that whole industry, the whole EDM industry, is like they have these massive freaking like almost like Burning Man size. It's crazy
0: because of, like, I remember, and this was. Dating back to probably the 90s. Am I correct about that? Where it was... What? That, I remember in the 90s... <laughs> no, no, com- I, no comment. I remember the 90s, a lot of the raves being in those empty warehouses. Right. And who would have ever thought that it would grow to where you have DJs that are making millions of oh, dollars. Right? Living in mansions. Yeah. And, uh, and most people in mainstream America have no clue who they are.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: Yeah. It's funny because back then, um, these people were just friends of mine, and even I, I was dealing with a lot of DJs internationally who nobody knew. But today, they're—they're—they're they're, they're world famous, and these were the type of people that I was hanging out with, would have at my house. Wow! And and now it's yeah, they're like multimillionaires, and um, they're you know adults now. But the, like we were all kids back then. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, you're looking like 20 years later at where they've come from. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. I never envisioned it becoming what it is. It's
0: <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. So how do you end up going from a rave in a warehouse <laughs> to a classroom <laughs> in a college campus? It was the blue pill.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I always had a respect and awe for people. And this is from childhood who I saw as educated or knowledgeable. And s- since I was a child, I always looked at those people and was just like, whoa, how do you have all that stuff in your brain? Right. And so, despite the fact that I was, you know, traveling and, you know, just like in this crazy world of just like, it was all parties. Yeah, like, yeah. your life is just a party. I still was going to college because I wanted to educate myself. Mm-hmm. I just had this... Personal, um, I don't know, desire to become more educated, Mm -hmm. to inform myself, and I mean I was on the you know student of life plan, you know. Right. I didn't have any objective but to just learn about world history, mythology. You know, I was all over the place, and it was really just to to learn. And I got to a certain point where the counselor was like you know like you could graduate if you actually like focused on like three to five more classes and i was like all right sure so you know (laughs) I to that point and they're like okay you can transfer yeah and and so i did and i just like i just kept taking it but when i got to san diego state and i began to really really um learn or began to really appreciate the value of education and was seeing how i was changing as a human being that's when i really began to takes not say serious but then i I started to look at it more like oh this could possibly be a road for me and as i as i became more involved in education i became less involved in in that world Mm -hmm. of of parties and and your life, superficial shifted. Yeah. kind of lifestyle. Everything so, shifted. Your yeah. priorities,
0: yeah, right. uh, mm-hmm. your interests. And,
3: and so, yeah, I definitely had that moment in my life, and I was like, I want to get into education at that yeah. point in time. Um, well, I had always volunteered from the time I was a child. I always volunteered with special ed students. I volunteered with uh, students in lower grades as a tutor. Okay. And so I, that was always part of my background because I always I was brought up to give back. Right and so um as i was you know going to school becoming more involved in what i was doing as a tutor as well as like you know hanging out with 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 uh, you know these really famous people which crossed over into the mainstream music world and into hollywood in la and all that stuff i was really kind of going down like internally a different road and and that just really was what happened and and I just wanted to do what I believed more in my time here to Mm -hmm. to to bring more positivity happiness hope and opportunity you know to those that I could positively impact because uh, one thing that I remember hearing was that you can't change the world but you can change the world around you and I always took that to heart that you know what I may be able to impact my friends or, you know, students in a positive way. And
0: Do you see that as still changing the world, though? Because there's a ripple effect if you change the world around you. True. Right? And that's,
3: yeah, so there's that butterfly effect.
0: The butterfly yeah. effect yeah. is something that really, uh, I think about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about, like, just think about what we're doing right now. Yeah. What if you didn't come here today? You know, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a whole other day right. that would have happened, mm-hmm. which would have led to a whole other tomorrow, which would have led to a whole other. Yeah, tomorrow. it's really a parallel universe. Yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, right? for sure. So, like what we're doing today, this episode is going to do something for next week, mm-hmm. and then next month, yeah. and then going forward, some of the things that I shared with you before we started recording. Right, yeah. and if you didn't come today. You would have not have been part of that particular chain of events. Yeah, and hopefully Definitely. positive, you know. Or, right. Yeah. And it's it's unbelievable. I look at where I am in my life, and a decision that I made when I was maybe eighteen years old, yeah, or thirteen years old, affected where I am today. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a really uh, it's a, a really interesting thing to think about.
3: Yeah, I think about um, July Fourth when I was like 12 years old, hadn't not tried to ollie off of that particular sidewalk over those <laughs> stairs and not broken my arm on July Fourth. Where I would possibly be in my life. Today. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's it's funny because those you're right, and like I'm not making light of what you're saying, but it's like that that moment. But, but as insignificant
0: that as that sounds. Yeah. It could have led, like, for example, Tony Hawk, right, who's, yeah. who's yeah. shaped the whole world of professional skateboarding. If he took a bad fall, like what you said, right. right, that could have discouraged him from just going any further. Yeah. Yeah. And then the world we know it today is completely different. And yeah. note
3: um, is, back in the day, they used to have a skate park where Del Mar Fairgrounds is. And as kids, we used to go up there hoping we'd run into Tony because that's where he would be. Yeah. 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 Met him as a kid. Super nice dude. Yeah, you know, are just like a little you know bunch of grommets running around, <laughs> and like he's like you know already millionaire at 24 years old, yeah. and you know we're just trying to like say hi or whatever. Ran into him at um, a high school reunion downtown. Oh wow! And he was in the VIP area, and as we were walking by, he actually <laughs> walked towards the ropes, and I was like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, like when I was a kid, you know, you would actually like hang out and talk to us up in Del Mar, yeah. and from from there, he, like, invited me to go hang out in the VIP with him for a Oh, dude. Bit. Yeah. Yeah, really great. Cr- like, and, and, and my point is, like, that guy, Tony Hawk, was a genuine human being back then when I was 12. Yeah. And just as warm-hearted when I ran into him again 20 so, some
0: years later. So, I believe that the character of the person is, I mean, like there are things that may change somebody along the way, but th- their is already ingrained within themselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. the fact that he got famous and huge in his later years, you know, he still is who he is, yeah. right? right? So if he was an asshole when he was younger, he's gonna be an even bigger <laughs> asshole. It's just More yeah, money, money and fame just magnifies who oh, you, who are, you right? are, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I watch his stuff on YouTube and he's an awesome dude. He goes to skate parks and he gives stuff away. Hmm. You know, like he'll he'll yell at a kid, like, do a kickflip. And if the kid does it, he pops the trunk open and he gives him a new deck. Oh, nice. Right you know, Yeah. That's and he has like cool. a, a trunk full of stuff that he just That's give.
2: so encouraging, too. Totally. From the other end. Right? I'm
0: just like, I'm amazed.
3: He still pulls off the stuff he does. I it's think... crazy. <laughs> like, he's older than me. Yeah, he's <laughs> I'm Like that's freaking awesome! to, yeah, to, to yeah. like be that
0: agile and and yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's nuts. I have trouble climbing up the stairs with that guy. Right, wind <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but you know, uh, yeah. And he I mean, does it, and then like
3: he's just doing a barrel roll at like 50, right? He's he's got to be. 50 he's
0: now? he's in his 50s. Uh, so I'm 51. I think he's maybe a year or two older than me. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I, we're just in a different era now. I mean, when I was younger. 50 was, oh, yeah. was really old when I was younger. <laughs> like, my dad's fifty is not the same fifty as my fifty. No. And I and I know that I'm not just thinking that through rose-colored glasses. I know that that what my dad's fifty was he was done already. He was didn't care about his health, and he was, you know. It was just all about work and weekends were really meh, you know. Mm-hmm. But You know, we live our lives up until this pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, Tuesday was almost like it didn't matter if it was Tuesday or if it was Saturday (laughs) or if it was Thursday. Like if there was an event happening at Thursday night at Mm. at Fall Cidal, heck, if it's Monday, we're all going drinking. And it's Monday night. And my parents didn't do that, you know.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, even when you look at the photos, if you go back 50 years and look at a 50-year-old. They look like they're seventy, right? Like yeah. that's compared, like a s- right. You know, it's different. It's you're one hundred percent right about that. And if you go back a hundred years and you look at what a thirty year old looked like, you're like, oh. right? <laughs> like, whoa, that's what you looked on the brink of thirty. <laughs> right. You know, and it was- and
0: and let's think about who the fifty year olds are today. Mm-hmm. We talked about Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk. but um, Mike Tyson is jumping in the ring Dude, with with so uh, with Roy uh, Roy Jones Jr. Dang! And I think Roy Jones Jr. is in his fifties too, right? I think That's he's nuts. 53 and Tyson's 56 or something like that. That's crazy. And they're jumping into a boxing <laughs> ring. That didn't happen when no. we no. were younger. No, so definitely not.
3: Yeah, it's crazy. It's Yeah, it's really a a trip to see how,
0: how it's changed. Yeah. It makes me wonder <laughs> what people were going to look like when my son is at that age. Oh, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. So... I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. Oh, Joe? Yeah, he's freaking pretty he's, he's got a great podcast. Yeah, he does. And He had a I think it was a scientist. Um, I don't know if it was a doctor. That's why I'm saying I think it was a scientist. They were talking about uh, aging and mm-hmm. so the reason why the body ages is and I know I'm gonna screw this up but our, uh, our cells they just uh, they start dying off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, our body ages from as more cells die off we we get weaker and more frail we lose pigment in our hair and on that kind of thing they have cells that uh, are artificial that can be injected in the body what? that because they're artificial they never die off what they never they never deteriorate I want some of that. and they and this scientist said there's a potential for people to live to be three, four hundred years old. Now. I don't know about that part though. Well, so this is, this is what I want to talk <laughs> is about. healthy though. This is what I want to talk about. Three, four hundred years old, yeah, it's a long lifetime, right? Um, but like you said, if the cells never deteriorate because they're artificial, and every time you have some kind of element, they replace whatever, whatever it is, yeah, yeah, with something that's artificial that will never deteriorate, right. you will always be young. If you're 400 years old, it doesn't really matter, you're you're a healthy, young, vibrant, 400-year-old person. Um, We look at that and we say, like, your first reaction was, I don't know if I want to live that long. I asked this to somebody a few years back. What are your thoughts about that? And they they looked at me and they said, I don't want to live to be 300. I don't want to live to be 400. And I said, yeah, but, you know, a couple years ago, the average person died at 40. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: that's true. Um, and then decades before, or centuries before that, they died at 30. Uh, what's the average age for the Egyptians back when the pyramids were built? Mm-hmm. I mean, Tutankhamun was a boy king. He was like yeah. nine or 10. Mm-hmm. And I think. The, the average lifespan back there was in... People are going to fact check this and call yeah. me out. But it wasn't into the 40s. It was even younger than that. It was I think you know, it was I think like in l- like,
3: low 30s, 35. Was it low 30s? 30, 30 yeah. So and
0: Again, like, I don't know the
3: exact, but it was yeah. definitely a lot lower so back So
0: what I'm getting at is if back then, if they died in, say, if the average lifespan was just, say, 30, and someone said, you know, in the future you have the potential to live to be 100 or 120 do you think their answer would be, oh, I don't know if I want to live, or or do you think their answer would be, yeah, I would, that would be awesome. Because now we're talking about a lifetime that's four times longer than mm-hmm. the average, yeah. which is what we're looking at today, right? Do. If somebody lives to be 80 to 100, if you live to be three to 400, that's four times our life, lifespan. Mm-hmm. And we think that that's nuts and we don't want to do it. <laughs> Did they feel the same way, right? So that's that's a thought that I've I've kind of played around with with, and I find it interesting because now that's the norm for us and I don't want to die at 30 or 40 or 50. I want to live to be like at least 85, 90, 100.
3: I think think also that when that time does come, it'll it'll be normalized so it won't be so much of a question like, oh, this is just what is is expected in your life. Right. So,
0: yes. But I also think this. I also think that I'm jealous of my friends that get to retire already because <laughs> life is hard. Don't Anna's Sorry, brother. Anna's brother and probably Anna. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You're going to get to retire?
3: Early. What does that word? <laughs> what does retire mean? <laughs> right? I, I believe,
2: I'm, I'm at a really good job, so okay. I'll be one of those. <laughs> I'll nice. Definitely the one
3: day of after <laughs> she turns
0: 30, probably, she's yeah. going to be like, done with this job. Really? Are you in that position? You get to retire that young?
2: I could if I wanted to, but definitely probably, like, early 50s.
0: Wow. Which is still, I mean,
2: especially for most people my age. So what do you do? I work for the County of San Diego. Okay. So that's definitely a position where the possibilities are endless as long as you apply. So definitely.
0: Okay. So what I'm getting at is that's a (laughs) lot of years to work. You know, uh, if. That
3: was kind of my thought
0: process behind like if that's the norm that's like what did you used to do when you were in your hundreds (laughs) oh when I was in my hundreds Whoa. I used to work at I used to work at Disneyland or I used to Aww. blah blah blah, right? right. Yeah. And oh yeah, I remember when I was in my hundreds, like my go my go <laughs> to place was, you know, they may all be places that don't exist anymore, right? right? Yeah. Do you remember do you remember Gemco or do you remember no. Zodi's, yeah. or do you remember we talk about it like that. They might be talking about Target like that. Right. right. Yeah. Or or uh, or Do you remember
3: when they used to have malls? <laughs> you're right, exactly. I was gonna say that. It was before COVID. <laughs> I was going to say that.
0: And, and that's the thing is if it's, if it's the norm, uh, it's going to be a surreal world. But hey, you know, that's... just to the 80s and 90s, I was talking about this on my live video last night. I, like, I love the 80s. <laughs> yeah. There was no thought of the Internet or virtual reality or... Or any of the things like, you know, this computer we carry around in our pocket oh. with with 50,000 songs on it, with access to any piece of knowledge in the world. Like, yeah. that is unfathomable. And not even in just the 80s, but the 90s. Even in the 90s. Even yeah, in the 90s, sure. which mm-hmm. was not that long ago. Well, no. what
3: are they saying about the power of our phones today is equivalent to what computers were in the 80s, which would have took multiple floors. That's oh, how much I power... That is or
0: yeah, yeah
2: technology. to run a computer in the eighties at yeah.
0: the time. Well and here's the thing too, our phones, considering everything that it does, it's probably the most powerful device we all have in our homes. So I Nobody sit down and I'm and I'm most productive on my laptop because I do all my editing on that, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's the podcast or it's uh, it's video or I answer all my emails there, I do all my invoices. Everything I do on my desktop. Yeah. But my phone is more powerful than
2: yeah, than your computer. That's than my true. computer. It's than my true.
0: regular computer, and it's like that for probably most people, though, without them even really realizing that. Yeah. It's this. My laptop is just not as versatile, you know, or as mobile. No. Right. It's
2: bulky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Considering.
0: It, and 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 I think about the future. What is it that all this stuff happened in my lifetime? Like with internet, right? I was already in my thirties before that thing became something we started using every day. Mm-hmm. You know, dialogue. Dial
1: yeah. what, what,
0: what, what, what's that going to be like? My son turns twenty-one in a couple months. Ten years from now, what's going to be in our lives? That's going to be a mainstream thing. You know, like I was about thirty-ish when internet became something that I was logging onto every single day. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when he's thirty-ish what is the one thing that like that right. doesn't exist yet because yeah, when, yeah. when I was in my 20s when I was 20 ish mm-hmm. the internet didn't exist yet yeah. I was born in 68 so when I was so in 88 uh, the internet didn't exist yet I recorded things on cassette tape Yep. I listen Mixed to tapes. yeah. I listen to AM FM radio. Uh, everything was on. Uh, we rented VHS from Blockbuster. Blockbuster, right? Yeah. We lived in a way different world.
3: Oh yeah. Well, we already know that they can make holograms. They've done that with the concerts.
0: Yeah, they did. I it would say the in Tupac. the
3: future, yeah, like you're gonna get a call. You're gonna put your phone down, and the hologram is gonna pop up. It's just I don't, like
0: Star Wars. Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I totally right? to see that
3: happening. Like you're talking about, you know, when you were in your thirties, and then your son's gonna be in his thirties. What's gonna be there? I totally see that being there, the whole Star Wars hologram.
0: Yeah. The Back to the Future trilogy episode, was it the second one when they went to the future? Yeah, they went yeah. to the and future. And he got fired by video phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That happens, that That's happens today. That's happening today. <laughs> That's happening today. Pandemic, yeah. 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 Hired and fired. People are getting Zoom laid off or people yeah. are getting fired, let yeah. go, all by video. But the thing is that, that we have email? the ability to do it by video, but yeah. text? But, the, but the bosses are too chicken to do yeah. it.
3: Fired by text. They do it by text <laughs> or they do it by email. Of
0: chickens. Right? Right? It's like, That's man funny. up and face me like a man. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> yeah. You it's,
2: better FaceTime me
1: for that.
0: Right? Yeah, or woman. Father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I think about that. The virtual reality thing will be interesting because yeah. we'll all be able to travel places that we could never travel to before. And, teleporting? I, I truly believe that's going to happen. I hope so. Oh, that's that's so one of my. Awesome. I ask these podcasting uh, fun questions. Let's do one. Let's get into that. Let's, let's do some fun questions. Right. Okay, so. Uh, I asked, a, that. that's one of my superpower questions. Are you going to have a sound bite that leads us into this when you go
3: into editing? It's like, ding, ding, ding. Remember <laughs> right. the desert races? <laughs> Fun questions, I don't know. <laughs> like, bing, bing, bing.
0: <laughs> i got to do that now. I, I, I don't have that, but i got to do that now. So, the the superpower question, which I ask oh, a lot. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, if you could pick any superpower. I, I've <sighs> been doing this for years. I've heard hundreds of answers, and I have some really... Uh, favorites in this one that people bring up that I've I've never thought of I think were our genius mm. so I'll get your answers first and I'll share those answers okay uh, one of them was teleporting that's what brought me this way alright All right. Mm-hmm. so uh, a friend of mine who had was in a he was in a long-distance relationship so sh- shout-out Coco Cruz brother. Coco. Coco. he uh, he was living 500 miles from his girlfriend And he was doing this commute every weekend to go see her.
3: Oh, that's... And when I asked him,
0: when I asked him, well, if you could pick any superpower, what would your superpower be? He immediately looked at me with a dead face and he said, teleporting. (laughs) And I said... That is fucking genius. No one has ever said that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm just tired of driving 500 miles every weekend. <laughs> he's like, I just want to be there right now. And then when the weekend's over and I need to go back to work, I want to be back home right, right now. Yeah. And I thought, oh, if I want to go to uh, La Mariana for happy hour, uh, I could be there uh, right now. Uh, Maikai. We could say like, hey, you want to record this podcast at the Maikai? Yeah. Let's go to the Molokai bar. We record it and then we come back home. I'm like no,
3: like because of the time, the, the time zones. You could start off at the Mai Kai, then you could go to well, we're
0: Max's. Yeah, then you go to we, Max's, could just, we could Max's. We bar hop. You go,
3: to three, you go to three dots. <laughs> the best bar hopping and ever. Then you go, like, you're just like
0: cool. okay. So what? Well, what's your answers for? Let's go. Uh, go
3: superpower. No,
2: you go first. Right.
3: Um. Uh, well, you know, I've never thought about that to be.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, maybe as a kid, I did. Even when you've listened to previous episodes, I've, I've. You, people, I know, I know they the would, when well, people I listen be, to it I know they have to be thinking you what know, their so,
3: answer would be so when when I've listened to the previous episodes I do like when you pop that question but I'm always so interested I'm, I'm so you're invested focused. in what in what, and, yeah. and what they're gonna say right yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I just I'm, I'm 100% into what they're saying
0: and, okay
3: and so that's kind of where my my space is at when I'm listening to that question I've never reflected on it because I just get so into <laughs> hearing other people's responses that okay, yeah. they're, you know, they're just, it's so interesting okay. is, is probably the best word. So
0: did you come up with something yet? I'm not...
2: Are we doing like generous superpower or like anything? It could be
0: whatever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. So Make up I your own Do you superpower? want me to help you with some answers that I've heard? Some really good answers I've heard? Sure. So my answer was always, I want to be able to eat whatever I want without getting fat. dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's always been my answer. But there are a few others that I've heard that I want to add to <laughs> We can, so like, can
3: we stack them? Can we so stack superpowers? One
0: of them is I have three cats. One of the answers was I wish I could communicate with my pets. Oh. I thought that was great. Another person who travels a lot, she said, "I wish I could speak any language." Oh, because nice. yeah, because yeah. whenever she travels, she wants to be able to meet people and Dang. and, some, yeah, and talk with them, right? Um, oh, I got mine. There was there was the teleporting. I've got there mine. was um, what else. I mean, there's, you know, I want to be able to read people's minds. I, I actually don't I want know. to know. Yeah. Um, no. Anna, stop thinking that. Ugh. I know, Ugh. right? Uh, so the, those <laughs> Adrian, Adrian's here, Anna. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> Safety word.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Safety word.
0: <laughs> so those are some answers Gross. that maybe will help you. So what do you think? Okay, yeah, I, did figure, I did figure. If I did. If
3: I had a superpower, it would be to, inf- like, change people's hearts and minds to peace and love. Okay. That's and, great. And everything else would, like, that would just be the domino for everything else, hopefully beautiful and positive in this world.
0: Okay. That that answer's actually that quite a... That's a fucking
3: cheesy quite <laughs> answer. Yeah. I well, okay. I so say. Anna almost threw up. Did you see her? Like when she, she did. I saw did her see? swallow it though. Yeah, she yeah.
0: she looked at me and just like Whoa. <laughs> sorry guys. She looked at me and swallowed. Uh, okay, <laughs> she, threw, she threw up. Okay, do you have an answer, Anna?
2: Well, he almost took mine. I, I'm I've always been like a... see, I was reading your mind. Don't read my mind. Uh, I, I've always been the type of person that always wants to spread, like, kindness. And I always feel like, okay. especially during these times right now, spreading kindness and just being, like, a decent human being. And especially in the job that I have, I realize there's yeah, so many unfortunate up. people. <laughs> I know. I didn't want to say that. But it's the only thing I was gonna that I
0: know going to turn into a Family Guy true. episode. Where right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. But
2: if it was, like, a genuine Superpower.
0: You guys are showing me how selfless you are. Okay, this is great because there are questions that I ask that actually reveal that in people. Um, Can you tell our future? I can't tell you palm reading. I can't tell your future. I don't have that that talent. But I I will ask you a couple more questions if you guys are okay. No, we're down. All right, so let's keep doing this. This So let's talk about. Tell me um, each of you. This is one of these these kind of questions. What's your happy place?
2: My happy place. Oh, I guess before. Before we even started doing tiki, I think my happiness was always like listening to good music or okay. getting into the zone, just being in my own spot, like, you know, just putting on some headphones and listening to whatever mood I'm in at that moment. Okay. It's just for me, that's always been like my safe zone, like putting on some music and just doing whatever okay. it is that I have to do.
0: Greg? Coincidentally, the same music. Man, you guys, are you married? You're not married, right? You no. Know. So far, we're two for two. <laughs> 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 the newlywed game.
3: Um, I don't know. I was going to
0: do. But that's not the new I think that's a dating game. All right. Close enough. Okay. So my answer to my happy place is wherever my wife and kids are. If it's here, if it's in Hawaii, if it's doesn't matter. Wherever my wife and kids are. And of course, my cats. Cons- I consider them their family. They're yeah. my family as well. God, no. All right. If you could, if you could spend time with anyone, real or fictitious, oh, awesome question. I love this. One. Dead or alive, who would you choose? Anna.
2: You already know your person. Look at you. Yeah. Do it. Say it. No.
0: Go ahead. Go Say it. You first. You.
2: If I could spend time with one person, that was fictitious, real or, or fictitious, fictitious,
0: dead or alive,
2: dead or alive. I think. um Well, that's a, actually a really tough question. If I had to choose one person, yeah,
0: it's tough. There's a lot of people that I would choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you gotta pick one.
2: One. I'm gonna go. Just I know this is probably gonna sound generic, but uh, I I grew up loving Elvis Presley. Yeah. And I just feel like even if I had him in the room and just just to see my mom's face. Yeah. Is the one so thing see I'd you're doing see. it for
0: your mom? Yeah. So you see you're just so, like you guys are so selfish. I swear to God, I can't stop <laughs> vomiting. <laughs> I'm the
1: most probably selfish person. Yeah.
0: Bourbon tastes better the second
1: time around.
3: <laughs> All right. Okay. So Jim Morrison of the Doors. I knew. This. Okay. Yeah, without it, question. Okay. What's the reason for that? One of those people that I really just admired for his intelligence. That guy, okay. but the thing is is that he had photographic memory, yeah, and but he he took that ability and just educated himself and gotcha um his perspectives on on the world and how he saw it and, which was translated into his music and his unfortunate like twenty seven year old life gotcha, yeah, yeah so just
0: yeah, so. Here's my answer. I'm going to cheat because I'm not going to pick one person. I'm going hey, to say what? I'm going to say cuz I've heard this uh, a lot of answers and I've thought about this over the years. I would love to I would love to have a senior ditch day with Ferris Bueller. Fictitious. Uh, I'd, love be to, fun. I'd love to I'd love to time travel with Marty McFly. Uh-huh. I'd love to have dinner with Bruce Lee, possibly train oh, wow. Possibly yeah, train with cool. Bruce Lee. I'd love to train with Bruce Leroy. He's fictitious. Mm-hmm. Last Dragon. Last Dragon, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to have, uh, I'd love to spend time with a great, great, great grandfather, mm. real, that I've never met. I'd love to learn about my family history. Yeah, yeah um, I agree. And uh, there's more, and I can't think of them right now, but there's more people that I would love to do things with. So, yeah. Uh, Singular thing, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah,
3: yeah there's, I mean, I. I Obviously, there's a list, but but I've always for
0: me Jim Morrison. Yeah. Yeah Okay um, Should we keep going? Yeah, yeah. no, this all is right like questions. These are fun. Okay, so If you if you were stranded on a desert island, and you could only have one thing Let's start with if you could only have three things, okay
2: Three things to take to a desert island. Yeah, I'd have to take some type of alcohol. I'm gonna say rum I'll okay. take some
0: rum. Agreed. On yeah, item number I, I don't one. I
2: don't think I could last a couple of days without drinking some But
0: something. the rum is finite.
2: Jeez. <laughs> this got worse. Right.
0: <laughs> How much rum, I guess. Uh, you know. You're gonna have to make a, it last. A, a I, mean, I guess
2: I'd just take sugar you cane. Know, like a, nat- like and a make nat- my natural
0: own.
3: natural rum fountain that just kept it just kept delivering rum. You just go and refill.
0: Okay. <laughs> Three things. A rum spring.
2: <laughs> A, rum A rum spring. spring. Yes. If they ever exist, somebody yeah. should invent that already. Okay,
0: yeah. so rum.
2: Oh no, I don't want to think of finite things. Then they're gonna run out.
0: It could be finite.
2: You know, I think it would be really sad. Nah, you, you know, you already said. I, I always think about someone else. Now and now I can't feel like if I left my dog alone, you know, if I didn't take the dog with me to the island and got stranded, I'd feel terrible.
0: I was going to say then that, that that was actually be more selfish because now you're dog su- suffering.
2: With me on the island. Suffering go, with,
0: go, with you. Yeah, yeah. Way to go.
2: But then it's like.
0: Companionship for both of you. You're his companion. He's he your companion. He's my
2: companion. Yeah. He's probably sad right now.
3: Oh. Well, I mean, you'd probably be hunting and gathering for him, so he'd have a pretty he, good
2: life. Or he, vice versa. He'd, he'd Yeah. He'd no, enjoy not the this island. dog, no. No, no. Not okay.
0: this dog. <laughs> yeah. no he's more he, of a beach bomb. And the hunting and gathering oh. also could vary depending on the size of the island because that's not something we discussed. Australia is an island. That's true. So It could live wonderfully. It could be, but we did say deserted island, but yeah. that doesn't mean that it's small. I mean,
2: it could be a big island. It
0: could be a big island. Abundant. It could be abundant. It could be. We never talked about what kind of resources were on the island. Yeah, I is need some shelter. Pure sand? Tent. Shelter, okay. Uh, you'd waste a wish on that or you'd waste a, I mean even though you could build your own shelter
1: yeah,
2: I want have somewhere to sleep yeah okay I want a tent or at least a somewhere to sleep on yeah, definitely I'd waste my wish on that What at you thinking
3: well I could easily sleep anywhere, so that's not true it's not, <laughs> it is true. I've slept on the streets of europe i'm I'm pretty like awesome I'm, I'm okay with that oh okay yeah. awesome. So, Alleys, I've I've fallen asleep in alleys. Recently? Recently and unrecently.
2: (laughs) Do you think you could sleep on an alley recently?
3: Mmm. But this is an island, so I could definitely it's sand is malleable. So I could do it. Um what would be number I think (laughs) No, it would be I still I still own that thing. That thing? My uh, my iPod which is connected to the headphones. Okay.
0: Because I could live off of that old freaking playlist. I have my old iPod too, <laughs> because it has a two hundred and
1: forty gig <laughs> And I fill out. it up
0: with my music and my podcasts and yeah. Two how many? Two hundred forty? Two two forty. Oh. Yeah, two hundred forty gig. A, mine's is it one
3: six, mine's, of those thick ones? It's, mine's an, a, it's an iPod five. Mine's a oh. sixteen gig, so they're, you have yeah. some... Well, very limited selection. Yeah. But, you know, it's not about
0: quantity. It's about quality. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, did we get three from you? Mm-hmm. Okay, you we have two three. more. Well, no, we have one more.
2: I have one more, too? No, I said the dog and the tent.
0: And, uh, and
3: then what was your first rum? Rum. Okay, so, well, the, the, I I did say the iPod with the the headphones connected at <laughs> We could say that's one. I stipulated one. Yeah,
0: because they go together. Oh, I was very careful. There. Right? Genius. You wouldn't
2: take one of the, the other. Usually. Yeah, like Usually. you could
0: say milk and cookies. I'd count that as one. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the Genius. Fair. fair. Um, genie? Okay. <laughs> genie, no, you. Um. are the genie. Um.
3: That'd be... Uh, geez. Third what would one? be the third one? Ooh, that one's gonna be rough now. Because mm, we got rum, we got music. You
2: took way too long to think, my friend. And What? you're thinking
3: to
0: our listeners are like come on
2: well, <laughs> I just said the first three things that came to my okay. head I was like I want somewhere comfortable to sleep I want to have my dog with me regardless of where I'm at and I want a good cocktail
3: I don't I don't know what the third one
0: would be to be on food Okay. No,
3: kind of
1: yeah. food
0: just a buffet okay. okay so my answer again I, I thought about this because i've asked this question again and again and again uh a satellite phone um whoa yeah so that i can call anybody in the world um like old school miami vice satellite for phone? knowledge of my coordinates mm. so they could come and get me mm. and if you needed it and uh wide open cable tv until they arrive <laughs> until they <laughs> that's arrive that's
2: i could live, right. live with those i could live with those
0: right so, yeah. we can be anywhere in the world within 24 <laughs> hours. So, no matter where I am, right? Yeah. You're going to watch they'll, the football. Yeah, I'm not going to starve. But they'll get me within 24 yeah. hours. Okay, yeah. so that's, that's my answer. Well, like I guess yeah, I <laughs> get,
3: getting yourself off makes the most amount of right. I was like, but I didn't say I wanted to get off that island. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the way I was thinking. <laughs> there you go. Okay, I think I was like, I might. Yeah, that's okay. kind of what retirement. I was thinking.
0: <laughs> All right, so uh, should we keep going? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you could travel anywhere in time, When would you go? Oh,
2: no. I've always, i always said this because it's always my straightforward answer. When somebody goes to this, I'm not going to change it. I'd always want to go back to the 60s just to relive a Beatles concert.
0: Oh, specifically for a Beatles concert. Yeah, I'd want to see the mayhem. I've always thought, you know, most people look at the time that they grew up and think that they grew up in the wrong decade. Uh, Yeah, see, you agree. A lot of people, I thought that when I was growing up, I thought geez the 60s looked so great it was a simpler time until someone pointed out what well the there downfall. was discrimination mm-hmm. In, no. uh, interracial marriage was illegal Cold war. Yeah. um... there was <laughs> there homophobia was ran, ran yeah. there there's was, there was the vietnam war uh, there was lots and lots of things civil rights mm-hmm. um, there were lots and lots of things that were very, very bad in yeah. the '60s. 60s was ugly. And, yeah, and I thought, hmm, it yeah. sure looked ideal in the in the I Dream of Jeannie, Jeannie and, and Gidget. In The brochures and the 60s <laughs> were fabulous. Like, yeah, like, you know, like all the stuff that we see in media just looked like such a fun time. Um, so I changed that answer. Um, but go ahead, Gregorio. So any anywhere in time, anywhere when would you in go? time.
2: I always like my answer because it was very specific because I wouldn't want to live in the 60s. I would just want to experience one specific moment. It's just like I really just want to go to one specific time because I didn't... I always think yeah. about that when... So we that's what it's basically if house. we
3: could check out a time
0: for like a duration yeah. of a day or...
2: No, whatever you want. Anywhere, but that's yeah, me. Travel and, travel uh, that was me. You could
0: travel anywhere in time. I've always wondered about the future. Would you like to see the birth of Christ uh, or the, <laughs> the, the, birth, the, the birth of our country? <laughs> I'm trying to do a Doc Brown. No. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. <laughs> Here's a red letter date. In. Oh, yes. July 31st, <laughs> 1955. <laughs> I remember it vividly. So, you'll remember this on Marty. <laughs> oh. Now, where did he go? When did he go? <laughs> the future. The future? The future? Yeah. Any time specifically? At least to the point that
3: human beings are still around. Like, because if you go too far and we just decimated ourselves, that would be no fun. Okay. So, it, maybe on the, 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 what is it called? Like, the, the edge of human existence.
0: Okay. When we're dying off? Just before that, just before everything goes to hell. Oh, wow, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of seeing. I'm c- taking. You were giving me feel-good answers until the the last. Just before everything goes what to hell. What happened to
3: you, like five minutes ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, that is still in the positive moment of humanity, right? When everything's right, still so good. Right. Okay. Because I already imp- well. <laughs> like
2: you, you already inserted the doom into the right. whole
3: conversation. Yeah, but no, like that moment, like the the height of. Of uh, humanity and technology, and just seeing that moment—like
0: where, where is that that leading that trip? crest? Yeah. Okay. At. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, if you could only eat one food or type of food for the rest of your life, Anna.
2: Oh, that, that's not even fair. I could eat cornhusk of the fries for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm going to get Fat, and I'm gonna die.
0: <laughs> but if you couple it with your your superhero, yeah. your superpower, <laughs> right? Yeah, whatever. eat whatever you want.
1: Yeah.
3: We were talking about this earlier, and um, it's it's some form
0: of barbecue beef ribs. Yeah, I oh, loves barbecue. dude. Yeah. So you're caveman, like meat. Oh yeah. Meat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. This is a tough one because there's
2: too many good
0: ones. It, it, it's well, not only is there too many good ones, but it doesn't matter what it is, you're just going to tire of it. Yeah. You know. That inevitably, right? So, my go-to answer has always been sushi. Mm. You know, so many and, different it's, kinds. and it comes to the, the same thing that there's so many different kinds, but essentially what I'm thinking of is raw fish like sashimi, right? Okay. Um and I, I, I just go back to that because it's probably the easiest thing to prepare. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when eating just becomes utilitarian, when it's no longer about the pleasure of flavor or anything mm-hmm. like that, what's the easiest thing to do? Like, barbecue, you have to do all this right. stuff. Process. To me, to me it's Chicken. just like you cut the fish open and you just, it's Eat utilitarian. It? Yeah. Right? Well, I was. Because in the end, that's. That's what it all, no matter what it is, if you pick chocolate cake, it mm. ends up just being utilitarian uh, mm-hmm. after a month. It right. d- doesn't matter what you're eating now. You're sick of it. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah well, true. I was kind
3: of thinking that I was going to get a box of ribs and barbecue sauce delivered. That was kind of my Oh, idea. okay. Yeah. To door, the door dash door, door, right. <laughs> to, No, from, <laughs> to from, to from the island. <laughs> you know, coming from. To the island
0: with your superpower. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: Well, um, who was it that sent you that box of ribs? <laughs> oh, that was probitas Rum. Right, probitas Rum. Yeah. That was
0: my thinking behind the barbecue
3: ribs. If I could have my barbecue ribs delivered to me on a daily basis, would definitely... Boy, there's
0: no feeling like getting food in the mail. That, right. That you weren't expecting. Even better. It just shows up, cry. and you're like, We were trying to figure out what we were going to do for dinner, and a delivery came, and my son comes walking in, and he's holding this giant box. <laughs> And he's like, Dad, I think we got dinner figured out. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. And
0: it was Joe's Kansas That's City barbecue. So cool. Even though we didn't have it that night, we had it the, the following night because, and I would have had it that night if it weren't frozen solid. Uh-huh, and so defrost, it was frozen solid, right. so I had to defrost it. But yeah. which actually I was relieved by because I knew that it was going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because if it if it was have been safe. if it was soft enough and thought enough to prepare, it probably oh. would not be safe to consume. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right? Um, okay, how are we doing? More questions? Yeah, sure. Like questions. Let's do one more question. Uh, and I'll, I usually like to end with this question, but and it's up to you guys if we want to keep going after this, but this, uh, this question I like to end with, and that is, yeah. what's on your bucket list? Right now, right here,
3: Desert Oasis Room.
0: Oh, but see, not it's not a bucket list No, it's not a bucket list. You already yeah, did so it. so what's on there? So it's not
3: there anymore. Oh, good point. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's something you need to still do.
0: This doesn't have to be a one-item answer. So, okay, yeah, so what's on the bucket list? So I'll tell you a couple that's on mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to write a junk in China. A lot of this is doable. It, write a yeah. what? A junk oh. in China like in Hong Kong yeah mm-hmm. um, i and believe it or not I probably already have when I was younger but I want to ride a jeepney in the Philippines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but see I came here when I was three years old so if I did ride a jeepney I don't remember and, the and so, I'd like okay. to, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like to do that um, one of the things that was on my bucket list is this is this is awesome and this is also something that uh, is part of the if I could spend time with anyone real or f- fictitious dead or alive I'd like to go surfing with turtle <laughs> did you ever watch the movie North Shore?
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to watch that like at five in the morning before we go so surfing. So you know who that you night, know turtle and, uh, is. I like to go turtle, surfing yeah.
0: with Turtle. That's cool. You've met him. You you know him. And I'm friends with him. Yeah. So here's the thing. I told him that. Well, he's been on my podcast a couple of times, more yeah. than once. I've been to his house, right? Uh, and I told him the first time. He lives uh, He lives in... On um, uh, stateside, I guess. He lives near Malibu. Uh, what was the name of the canyon no. next to Malibu? Okay. I forgot. So... Thermal. The first time he was on the podcast, I said, Hey, you know, I have this thing on my bucket list. And my bucket list has like 200 things on it. Yes. You know, wow. um, like one of them is like, I want to drive a NASCAR car and, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just a bunch of silly stuff. But one of them was, you know, a lot of it's doable. A lot of it is not. One of it was, I'd like to go surfing with turtle. That's
1: doable.
0: It was yeah. no- nothing I ever considered doable yeah. until I told him and he looked at me and he's like, let's check it off the bucket list yeah Aww. and i was like dude am i really gonna surf with turtle and he's like we can make that happen oh, right now so if you want to go Aww. right now you know so um and i never did oh. I, I, I still haven't but it's an open offer like the wow. he, i had him on the show again and he's like hey when are we doing this you Aww. know he's like you, you know we do could do this you and i went to his house and I went to his house, and you know he has like all these surfboards, like you know, on this rack on the wall. Of course. And there was one, like, kind of over by the garbage bins, and he said, "Hey, do you want this surfboard?" And I thought, "Is Turtle offering me a surfboard uh, <laughs> right now?" You know. And I said, uh, "I said, uh, sure, I'll take the surfboard." And I said, "Would you sign it?" And he's like, "No." And I said, "Please." And he said, "No, I didn't. It's not. I didn't make it. I just, you know." Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, I wouldn't feel comfortable signing it because I had no part in the creation of mm-hmm. yeah, that board. It's That's it's fair. just a board that like you know, he, he teaches surf instruction, mm-hmm. uh, wow. and it's just a board that was like he just used it for like teaching people to surf and it had no significance. Yeah. So he wouldn't sign it because he's he just didn't feel comfortable putting his name on it. I said, all right, but I got a story. You know, it's like, can I take your <laughs> picture with it? Like he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's but, uh, so Anna. You. What's on your bucket list? So that—that's a few list, things that are on mine.
2: I've always wanted. You know how you—you—you you, you went to the islands, uh, the Cook Islands. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, after I saw you go and I saw your wonderful pictures, I was like, "That's definitely."
0: It's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Yeah. It was, it's. I I I cannot believe, especially like aitutaki and the Aitutaki Lagoon. I cannot believe how beautiful it is. I, that that place was made by God Himself. I mm. mean it was it yeah. is beautiful. I cannot stress that enough. I'll say all the syllables again. B-U-T-F-L. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah sure
2: I saw you go I was like this is yes. gonna be... It's
0: unbelievable. I, and unbelievable. I, you know we have friends there now because we go wow, regularly sorry. so I have people that I, I was texting with one of them yesterday That's you cool. know because he's, um, he's running on the island and he's, he's posting <laughs> his um, his uh, route, you know, yeah. he takes a photo of the map all oh, that afterwards, okay. yeah. and so like uh, you know, um, you know, we're encouraging each other, you know, so uh, trying to get try not to get fat during the uh, quarantine, yeah. Mm, yeah. shedding a little that. bit of that.
3: Like okay. no, yeah, I think everybody was think, pretty susceptible yeah. to right gaining a little weight. Sure, and, yeah. yeah, It's yeah. like well, put it in, put it in reverse.
2: One of the other bucket list moments I've always had or wanted to do was go, like just surf in general, learn how to surf, there you go. and just experience what the ocean is like. I've always liked swimming.
0: Okay. And I was
2: like, now I want to go on the board there you <laughs> and go. try it.
0: Uh, another Which one that's on my list. I, again, a lot of these are attainable. I want uh, to, I want to walk the Great Wall of China.
1: Awesome. Um, yeah.
0: That's attainable. Yeah. Uh, I just have to get to China. Um, what are some of the other ones? I, I, I want to see the Moai up close.
2: Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. I agree.
0: Um, yeah, so, you know, if that puts you on some of the right track. Uh, mine's, I'd mine's love to cool. learn another language. It's another one. I've learned a lot of languages. I'd love to yeah. be trilingual, if I could. You know, I'd like to. I speak English. I speak broken Spanish, and I speak broken Tagalog. Mm -hmm. If I could be fluent in all three, that would be. That
2: would be a good. Yeah, yeah.
0: that'd be. Then, and that's that's not a wish. That's a bucket list item because that's doable.
2: It is. Yeah, definitely.
0: Let's
3: say I've traveled quite a bit. I think I've been very fortunate to do the mountain traveling that I have. But bucket list is traveling the world just without limit, no Mm -hmm. budget. Restrictions, just I could hop around the world and just go, you know, from one point to another. So that's definitely one of my bucket lists that um, I would love to do. Mm.
2: One thing I've always wanted to do on my, on the actual date of my birthday, on one of the pyramids in Mexico, there's like a shadow that happens on one of the pyramids. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially on the spring equinox, which is the day of my birthday, and it causes the shadows to turn into a snake.
0: Oh, really? Is that so cool?
2: And it's on on my birthday, which is. so to look fun. at
0: that. Yeah. So I'll take it one step further. I'll put that on my bucket list, with the exception that I have to do shadow animals on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> do you can put bunny ears on it. Looks like it's the an eagle.
3: <laughs> <laughs> right. Someone's gonna be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> <Get about it. laughs> what are they doing? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Look, it's a dog.
0: Yeah, okay, so that's on our bucket list. Let's all right. do it. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's do it. Shadow
3: puppets Shadow on puppets. the spring
0: equinox in Mexico. In Mexico. On the pyramid. Uh, yeah, so uh, what else did I have on my. I, I have all these actually written down. And as I go Ooh. through this bucket list, I check them off because I, the, you know, yeah. a bucket yeah. list is not a wish list. It's actually like it, I see it as more of like goal setting. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, and a wish and a goal are two different things, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you mm, know, definitely, you could wish to win the lottery. You can't set that as a goal. Mm-hmm. So, uh, some of these things that I've, I mean, like I wanted to go to, like you know, uh, the pyramids of Tulum. You know, oh, nice. I, I went there. I wanted to go to the Cook Islands. I went there multiple times. Um, that's a that's a heck of a freaking flight, though. It's, it's not, not cheap. bad. So well, it's not cheap. Is what I'm saying. Like this. Well, it can be. So I, I'll share my secret. You're, gonna, um, you're just gonna put this out there for everyone. I will now. Okay. Because I could edit it out. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's true. So. My uh, secret is then it's just and then it just goes dead. It's gonna <laughs> we're gonna have three seconds of silence and then we're gonna be like, okay, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so watch, I'm gonna do it. All right, so uh, here's signed. my secret. Here's my secret. Uh, there's if you have a product, service or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. This podcast reaches thousands of listeners in over one hundred countries every week. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to desertoasisroom.com and click on Services. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly T-Shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3-, 6-, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. shirtclubcom This podcast is brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, The Raised Mistake, for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m., for more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking slick, neat, and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at steadfastpomade.com. All right, party people, we are back, and it's day two. A quick. Was a quick break quick break right (laughs) 24 hours just under (laughs) (laughs) so here's what happened folks when we wrapped yesterday as you probably heard the power went out because they're doing rolling blackouts yesterday I got to 118 here and today it's actually scheduled to get to 121 121
2: it's gonna be worse
0: that's nuts oh my (laughs) gosh is that are those real no are like is that possible it's I don't know is it? It's it
3: sounds great. like the it's stuff crazy. that was that was like the the heat temperatures in that movie with Schwarzenegger and he goes to Mars. Like those were like 121. one. <laughs> right. Where does right. it ever get right. one hundred and
0: twenty one degrees? Right here in what
3: Southern California. In the, the desert oasis in room. The desert oasis. Oasis.
0: Hence the name. Hence the name. <laughs> so for the second half, Gregorian is gonna jump behind the bar for us and he's gonna make us drinks for for this second portion. I hope you guys enjoyed our sponsor break and Please support our sponsors. That's what keeps this show alive and makes it available to you guys. Uh, and uh, we appreciate it so much. So, uh, what are you making?
3: Well, we're going this one? to go ahead and make a hurricane because you know, what goes better with a hundred and forty-one degree weather than a hurricane?
0: There you go. <laughs> then a drink about cold, windy, wet weather? <laughs>
3: <laughs> definitely wet, definitely windy. I've never been in a hurricane, but I'm guessing it would be warm and warm? humid. Well, you know what? I don't so know you're to, right.
0: Well, to, I, I've been in hurricanes. I've been in Hurricane Jean. Hurricane Jean actually disrupted Hukilau back oh. in 2004, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, actually made it better. But, <laughs> really? Um, yeah, that's a long story. In. Well, so what happened was they had closed all the streets down and they had a curfew for residents you know they wanted everybody inside their homes and people boarded up businesses and homes and stuff like that the Maikai stayed open for hukilau Mm -hmm. attendees and it was only open to hukilau attendees so we had the whole Maikai Molokai bar to ourselves if you were part of the hukilau. Wow never They did the show. Yeah, they did the the dinner show. uh, We hung out in the bar. It was like I said. It was the place was all my all ours. I should say. I met a guy there, uh, befriended one of the dinner captains. His name was Patrick. He was an older guy. Mm -hmm. Wears the white pants and the the navy blue blazer. Okay. And he offered to give me a tour of the place, so I got a private tour from Patrick. Took me all around to the back offices, the kitchen, all that kind of stuff, the back bar, and. That's quite an invitation. It was great. And at the end of the night, towards uh, around midnight, uh, I got invited by Dave Levy to a private party at his house. He's the owner. No way. Yeah. So then uh, there was probably only about a dozen of us. And we lined up all the cars in the carport there. I watched the Maikai bartenders put coolers of ingredients into the back of a Toyota 4Runner. We drove to Dave Levy's house. While the hurricane was blowing stuff around... And we had this little private party in Dave Levy's house. And he had um, Elvis live from Hawaii on the DVD player Aww. with his Aww, home stereo so blasting. Nice. And people were dancing in the living room. Yeah. And the Mai Kai bartenders were making cocktails in the kitchen. They made, um, I think they made rum barrels. And oh, I think wow. they made Black Magics. Of course, yeah. And they served them in red Solo cups to everybody. Yeah. And it was fun and, and I was there, Bamboo Ben was there, Tiki Diablo was there, Martin Kate was there, and Hirschfeld from the DVD, Tiki.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, there's a few of us there. You can make noise if you want. Don't be scared to, uh, <laughs> to... shake it harder. I thought it would sound nice speaking in you know, just a little background okay. type of he, he wants you to
2: shake it harder.
0: No, I'm just saying that Like, don't don't be scared to make noise. The drinking is part of the show. That's right. So yeah, it was a, definitely a life experience. That's and awesome. a memory that I will always have about a lao that was unique. And, and without that hurricane, mm-hmm. that would have never happened. Right, that's for sure. And, and other things about it too, you know, it was this thing where they had evacuated the peninsula where the hotel was where we were staying and where the event was. And so everyone was displaced. And as everyone left the peninsula, we all used our cell phones and networked with each other to find hotel rooms for each other. Oh, that's right. We drove as far out as the Everglades and we found a room there uh, with the help of a few other cheeky people. And that's all a story in itself that this like ramshackle motel that we ended up in the carpet was sticky (laughs) keep your shoes on the the sheets the sheets were sticky (laughs) keep your clothes uh, on the toilet leaked from the bottom when you flushed it Uh, from the bottom uh, (laughs) 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 and um and it was interesting like the next day we went to this cafe to try to get breakfast and as we walked over there there was I have another strainer okay. uh, over here that's easier to use no they found it Okay. alright great yeah. let me see which one you grabbed that one yep that's the one so we went to this cafe to get breakfast the next day and they were closed but as we walked up they opened it and we all walked in while the lights were still off and the phone was ringing and diablo answered the phone and we all sat at the at the counter you know like the breakfast counter and it was just a real surreal uh, experience but again without yeah. hurricane gene it would have been a, a different event and and I do believe that hurricane gene made it a better event because it brought people closer yeah. and it made the experience really one-of-a-kind I would so. say it definitely made it a
3: lot more real to the like the origins of tiki
0: beachcomber yeah, yeah. becoming stranded and these <laughs> you know unforeseen elements happening that really but that, that's a great point I, I it's not something that I'd ever thought about but yeah yeah
3: all So, that? uh alright yeah We're, so just wrapping this up just getting it all together just topping it off with a little bit of ice because it is hot and so we are gonna definitely use that seven pounds of ice that we got that's awesome (laughs) because everything else was sold out (laughs) three people seven pounds of ice that's gonna be the uh two pounds each yeah (laughs) it's gonna be the title of of today's podcast three
1: people two two pounds of ice
3: ice. (laughs) and so yeah well with the uh the hurricane yeah i was like as funny as it is when i was I you was know, kind of joking about why. I was like, gosh, what just sounds cool and refreshing is, you know, possibly wrong I am in that because it's probably really humid it's during. Right. But I don't know. We were just kinda of like thinking about what to make for today and I don't know, it sounded fun. And you mentioned that you had Jonathan English behind the bar
0: here. Yeah. And um oh, I love how you do this. So the way that I do this, can I can I put, oh, here, give you yes. some input?
3: Um, yeah, go for it. I'll let you this is what show I,
0: us. This is what I do for hurricanes. So, and, and I'm sorry to interrupt your 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 speech here, but no worries. So what we're doing is we're garnishing this hurricane with parasols, right? Yeah. These mini parasols. So I do this, right? I do the same as you, but I do this. Oh because wow! That's what a hurricane does to an umbrella. <laughs>
3: wow! Yeah. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're going for realism today, so let me so just there you go.
0: crumple that up. <laughs> There we go, Anna. That's (laughs) B. So now it looks like a hurricane hit these cocktails. I'm going to take a picture (laughs) of these before we consume them. But, yeah, I mean, um, fun event. And you were talking about Jonathan English. Yeah, so you mentioned you had Jonathan
3: English. And um, actually right now I'm in the process of researching and um, co-authoring the history of Fashionola, which originally was uh, Passionola. It's San Diego based. Uh, with, okay, with, uh,
0: yeah. So with Johnson English, it's San Diego based. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, not originally. It's like fourth oh, gen. Really? oh, It's fourth gen owner. Well, actually, okay, correction. So it is San Diego by origin, but the, the ownership has changed. Okay. So it's not with the same family. It's in the fourth gen now. But, um,. I'm co-authoring with Martin Lindsay, who did 90 Years of Classic Tiki in San Diego. Very
0: nice. Lean in on this. Yeah, so... Lean in right here.
3: So we're um,
0: working on that. Give me a big smile. Let me see your teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Look at those pearly whites. Beautiful. Okay, wait. uh, Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to do a slow-mo video now. Ready? Beauty. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So...
3: um. I thought it'd be great just to to make a hurricane and use some fashionola. Yeah, yeah.
0: So it was passionola because of passion fruit. Right,
3: right, yeah, because it comes from the passion fruit originally. Okay, And then along the lines, they had to change the name. I won't get into that stuff because that's where you're going to want to get the book. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so along the lines, it went from passionola to fashionola. And the great thing about this is there's so so much rich history and stories and connections of fashionola in its evolution. And you would not believe that an an ingredient to cocktails would have such a lively history. But the more we've dug into it, the more we've explored. How much research have you done on that already? uh, We're about, I would say Martin started a little bit before I did. And... When I realized that he was actually on the same project through the owner of Jonathan English, Dan Huntley, um, we got in contact with each other, talked yeah. about it, and we're both like really really
0: excited to have somebody to work with. And so we—I have a theory that I yes. want to throw out there, and I've said this theory probably a dozen times throughout the years in the podcast. Grenadine. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Grenadine? I like it. It has a purpose. It has a use. It's not Fashionola. It's not passion fruit. It's pomegranate. It's pomegranate. And it's completely different. But here's my thought on why there was a prolification of grenadine in the 80s. Fashionola became unavailable. Yeah, basically. And Mm -hmm. a lot of the drinks that used Fashionola and the drinks were, you know, the Fashionola that was used in the mid-century was more of a red color. Mm -hmm. And bartenders were subbing fashionola with grenadine because right. grenadine, fashionola is no longer available. Mm-hmm. And so grenadine became this thing that I think that's why it pro- prolificated through tropicals including the Mai Tai yeah. because it was associated with fashionola which was in turn associated with tropicals. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, And that's my theory based just on timeline and kind of like what no, makes, yeah, what makes sense, you it know? Does make sense, and that's why I'm curious of what, how much you had researched if that was yeah. Something so that we have definitely come across that,
3: and um, it makes sense. You think about just era, right? Uh, coming from the 20s all the way up to the present, the availability, yeah. um, how hard it was to get product through different eras, yeah. uh, and Great Depression, or you know, everybody saving money during during World War One and World War Two, and so commodities were affected transport was affected and as a bartender you would have had to go to the next closest thing and so although grenadine or products like grenadine were not necessarily the original ingredient it was the substitute and it was appropriate for that time you know with Fashionola okay. or passionola, that was a specific ingredient that was used in very specific cocktails, yeah. and if you're an enthusiast of cocktails and the authenticity of the cocktail, you're going to want to try and find that, and that's where sure. I see and Martin sees the place of fashionola.
0: Yeah, I know that as someone that frequents the Tiki Tea all the time, I know that they're always having to adapt with the changes of what kind of ingredients are available, mm-hmm. and even how present ingredients that they use change because their suppliers maybe the recipe has to adjust based on the ingredients that they use for their products you know whether certain things are no longer available or whether certain things change or especially if you're importing let's say fruits
3: from a certain region and there's a bad crop or, uh, like a, yeah like oh. crops get diseases yeah so there could be some sort of like and limes are
0: different from region to region region well, to region right? yeah like, wherever you
3: go yeah. in in the world yeah. and you like oranges pineapples pineapple that's grown in Even one region pineapple,
0: yeah I mean like pineapple for example when I go to Hawaii the pineapple is way better I know that it's not really made uh, or harvested in Hawaii anymore but I remember the first time I had Hawaiian pineapple it blew my mind because I was so used to the pineapple here on the mainland and it's 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 different and even if
3: even if you were lucky enough to go to a place that held the pineapple that was imported from Hawaii you still have that that transport time right in that the,
0: the Heat or coolness right. of that transport and is how it totally ripens, where affecting. where it is, yeah, where it's mm-hmm. sitting, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's do this. Yes, so let's do a toast. Cheers. Right. cheers, 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 cheers. Maluna. cheers. Koli Maluna. All right, let's see this. Oh, this blows my socks off. Mm. <laughs> see how I did that hurricane reference? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> very good.
1: Mm.
0: This is good. Mahalo. Oh, that, is, that feels so good. Mm-hmm. So I got an email from Southern California Edison this morning, oh. Oh, wow. and they may be doing rolling blackouts again today All between right. 3 p.m. and 9 p.m. So right. we've at least got, we have a we've got a pressure. small window to, to to finish this episode, but. I'm hopeful that since we got blacked out yesterday, that they pick another neighborhood to right, do. Because yeah. you know, right. remember when Christian left yesterday to go swimming at his buddy's house? Right. Mm-hmm. They didn't black out that neighborhood. Oh. oh okay. It's like two streets so, over. Too. It's his turn today. <laughs>
3: That's so, right. It's your friend's Yeah. House. We all have to share, right? It's all. Uh, we all. That's right. That's right. But uh, I think we definitely have everything in the right place today, and yeah. a great window to work with. And get yeah. This,
0: so. Speaking of San Diego, we're talking about Fashionola and Jonathan English. Uh, They're being, I think, distributed through American Bar Supply, which is right, in San yeah. Diego. Yeah. Yeah. Dan Huntley is the owner. Okay. Uh, San Diego has a very rich history with Tiki. Yeah. With the Bally High and, of mm-hmm. course, Shelter Island. Shelter
3: Island's a beautiful, beautiful place. The first
0: time I went to Shelter Island was... 25 years ago. I mean, like, I don't live in San Diego. I didn't grow up in San Diego. And so I actually went because of a tiki kind of expedition. And I remember when I turned down Shelter Island Drive for the first time, I was blown away by seeing all the sweeping Mm A-frames. I mean, it's like real estate offices and yacht brokerages and restaurants Mm -hmm. and hotels. But it was all Polynesian or South sees theme. and it's architecture and it's architecture it blew me away and it's a thing that like i remember seeing things like that growing up it seemed like things were more themed growing up like we always had the restaurants that looked like you were in like a mine shaft yeah like pomona valley mining company or orange mining company mm-hmm. like Or um, you were in a restaurant that, like, if you went to a Chinese restaurant, it was, like, looked like a pagoda. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you were in a Polynesian-themed restaurant, it was very, very themed. And and, and Shelter Island is kind of a unique place that I don't think there's a lot of that around anymore. Well,
3: I I can speak for San Diego being there for at least the last 20 years. And, yeah, when you today go throughout San Diego, it's very... Uh, redeveloped everything's done in this very modern clean style which i'm i'm a great lover of that but i also appreciate um other eras of architecture and their place in it but yeah now today when you go from mainland san diego and then you go onto the peninsula you're like literally transporting to a entirely different world yeah yeah and, yeah. I mean, that, and for me, that's the great thing about it. Mission Valley, up until maybe 8 to 10 years ago, was still very themed. It, for me, Mission Valley was, was this like extension of what Shelter oh, Island, really, was. Island was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you most recognized used the to, change
0: with the crown. I used to go to the Hanalei Hotel uh-huh. when yeah. it was still mm-hmm. all themed out. We used to do an annual Thanksgiving, Friday after Thanksgiving gathering, slash dinner, slash hangout there. Uh, just a small cluster of Tiki yeah. people. Before Tiki Oasis that was there, before they remodeled the restaurant, before they, oh. they gutted it yeah. from, you know, the way... I mean, it was beautiful. Yes. And we loved going there because of that. You know? Right. And then now it's... You know, they, they've... Over the years, when it changes ownership, that's inevitable. Change is inevitable. You just have to learn to accept it. I had a friend that... He used to live in Vegas. He lives up in Sacramento now. And all the theme stuff out in Vegas, I don't know if you remember back in the day when something would be built. It might be there for a few years, and then it might get torn down and changed into yeah. something entirely different. And I asked him about that. How do you feel when you see like this really cool thing that gets just torn out and, you know... He's like, well, by living here, I've learned to enjoy what we have because nothing lasts forever. Oh, Vegas is a yeah, that's key example, that's of example of that. That's a perfect example of that. And so he kind of put that in my head about the whole tiki thing. You know, as much as we want a lot of these old places to last forever, they just don't. It's just how time works. Yeah. And so um, try to enjoy them while they last, Try to try to support them while they last. Be part of the solution, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be one of those that shows up on the last week of Bahuka and say, oh, this place is so great. I'm, I am wish that they didn't tear it down. Well, we're, we're, when was the last time you'd been here? Oh, it's been a long time, like 10, 12 years. I haven't been here for... Well, places don't survive if you see them once a decade.
3: Yeah. And, and I say, like, right in, in the era that we're in right now, yeah. like, that <laughs> is, I think, a very valuable statement because there is so much um fragility in places that we love Mm -hmm. like our local tiki establishments you know we've heard of a few of them already closing that you know yeah and so that, that point is really one to take to heart right now more than you know any other time but if there's
0: any place that needs support right or anything that needs support right now it's all of these places that have been closed for six months
3: Yeah, yeah small businesses yeah just in general like they really need your support
0: and i don't know how many we're going to lose this month we're six months in to this quarantine and i don't think many small businesses have enough capital on hand to last six months Not only for staff wages, but to do that without any revenue, Mm -hmm. right? So they got to pay their rent, their utilities. And if they want to reopen, they have to pay their staff. They they have to have some kind of capital to pay people to work, right? So support them when you can is uh, our piece of advice. All right, this one is going to be... Again, this is a drink with no name. Drink Ooh. with no name.
2: It's an interesting color.
0: I know, it's because I'm drinking, but
3: drinks got no name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been through the desert with a drink with no, no name. name. <laughs>
2: in the desert
3: the karaoke oasis. session at the desert <laughs> oasis
0: karaoke at the station, desert oasis
3: so they we're gonna do like
0: no since I it looks since it looks swampy Whoa. yeah no good call there you oh, go I want some of
2: those now oh look you wanted to eat raw
0: raw. no there we go there we goes the,
3: uh, the octopus, octopus tentacles water.
0: that we were talking about oh see there it is full circle lists. How it all ties in,
3: right? Now no, it's, it's so bucket list. Watch, Adrian's gonna turn around and be chewing on the tentacle.
2: You know, the day is young.
3: Well, I gotta say, um, not that it was on the bucket list, but I'm just gonna throw it on there. And mm. I got to mix a cocktail
2: at the Desert Oasis room. Yeah. Wow.
3: That is, there you I think go. I'm gonna take a
0: photo of this. Yes, please.
2: You should take a photo of this.
3: For sure. I'll step no, to the I'm going
2: to have that song stuck in my head. You want
3: to step to the side so you can get that nice beautiful photo?
0: Oh, uh, that doesn't matter. In
2: the desert, the cat
0: my Sorry. Every time I post a picture of a drink with tentacles, people flip out. In a good way? Uh, they, they, you know, where did you get that? How do I get those? Do
2: they I've never seen them.
0: Oh. So all right, let's uh let's do a cheers here. Yeah. Cheers. All just... right. okay Thank you, Luna. I hope you like it. I just kinda of, I winged that one Yum.
1: too. Wow.
0: Winged it's that delicious. one too. So thanks. I appreciate that. Mm. Even if it's fake. No. I like <laughs> the I can't, tart. I, I, can't I like lie. the tart. I'm not great at lying. So no, okay. No, I'm, lying. I'm, I'm... So for the record, you know, when I'm making love to a woman, I don't care if she fakes it either. Just <laughs> just just feed, on, feed my ego and I'm happy. and I'm record. <laughs> so let's let's start wrapping this up let's, All right. uh let's tell everybody about what you're doing these days with contigo Anna would you like to start
2: would I like to start well I don't know you're you're more you're more i I've definitely helped my part, but I think he he knows more of. Um, the actual schematics of everything but I i mean with the Instagram it's always just both of us replying to everybody so if anybody would like to follow us it's at Contigo Tiki Bar K-O-N
0: and you guys are bringing back some of the vintage bar accoutrements yeah, yeah well I've, I, I'm a big fan of some of the
3: or a lot of the older stuff that isn't around anymore yeah. you know because you can still find certain mugs they're going to cost a little bit but they're still accessible you can find them if you go to the right market or if you're you know, online through eBay or Etsy, just looking. But there's just there's certain things that just um, they've like almost all right disappeared. Like the uh, Trader Vic's uh, Voodoo Grog. Yeah. That one you were talking like they they basically have gone extinct. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it's it's things like that that I'm really into trying to bring back, and w- I guess kind of our big launch into. Um, the sales aspect of Contigo is is the Chinese hanging lantern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really that was a project that took two years uh, unexpectedly. And it's not necessarily the lantern, it's the pick. It's the pick, yeah. yeah because um, all the machines have broken. It's, it's a fortune to repair one of those types of machines. And so finding... Um, people who could actually recreate this by hand was was a huge challenge and um, so that's kind of where we started and that's I think where we are really kind of breaking ground with who we are and what we're doing we have a whole lot of other stuff that's coming up we've shown Mm -hmm. you the bamboo mugs so we're also kind of into trying to do as much sustainable Mm. type of stuff you know even that's not like 100% where I'm at because if it comes from plastic (laughs) and it looks like I'll, I'll do it but i do i do really have an appreciation for like if we have the option to create something that's sustainable i think that's, that's a great idea so um, we're coming up with these bamboo mugs and we actually got our uh our first ones completed and i was just you know working through the finishing touches you know sanding and 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 and, and aging and all that stuff with them and so we have those which You know, I guess by the time this you put this out, we'll probably already have them posted. So we'll put them up in like two weeks, which is, it's a. It'll probably be about the same time. It's a tiki Mm -hmm. bob, and so what I did with this is, you know, again looking back to some of those things that aren't around anymore, like. Thankfully, we have the Tiki Bob post that was actually redone. Yeah. That was so rad. But the actual bar itself isn't there. And, you know, like you said, the Bahuka, Kahiki, these places, which a lot of people love, the Luau, they're not there anymore. And so, in a manner of, you know, harking back to those very early years, um, Tiki Bob was the logo that I thought would be like really cool to put on a natural bamboo mug and so i actually um had the original logo which we pulled off of the old matchbook and had had that redone re um in high depth yeah remastered high depth but exactly as it was originally and so it's it's authentic to the original image but it's a way of bringing back um tiki bob in another way i know that there's um, shirts that are made some people kind of do like large versions of these old matchbooks and um, my version of kind of bringing back those those establishments and those logos is by putting them onto bamboo mugs and they're actually inscribed into inscribed in age so it has that very vintage and worn look to it and so I actually forgot to bring one up <laughs> to oh, show you awesome yeah. yeah and um
2: we definitely have pictures yeah
3: I have pictures of that but um so we're we're doing things like that um and just kind of looking for for things that we we think that people might like there's um also another mug which is made from bamboo which I I believe was from the 50s or 60s and I'm not gonna get too into it because I haven't developed it yet (laughs) but again it's it's this mug was made for a very special drink. And it would be cool to bring back that mug and resurrect the drink along. So a lot of the stuff that I'm doing kind of pair or um, work in conjunction with what I'm doing. So um, the Chinese Hanging Lantern, the mug, and the Top of Punch, like those all three go together. So I look for things that have that history and that
0: connection. And trying to do things like that. And so, very I would cool. say... So, we'll, we'll, we'll give them that for now. And then, when yeah. the time is right, then they have something to look forward to. You definitely. Know? Yeah, very cool. So, works. on Instagram, at Contigo Tiki, tiki Bar. Tiki Bar, yeah. Okay. Is there a website or is it... Um, is we made there...
2: the Etsy stores. So. Okay, the
0: Etsy. Okay. Yeah, so the
2: Etsy store. Very
0: nice. That's very cool. So, uh, okay. So... Uh, At the Etsy store oh is yeah so you can find a, our short Etsy address store for that or is that, that well the Etsy that.
3: store is, is under um, if you just look into Etsy you go Etsy straight and then you're all search store you can go to the Contigo Tiki Bar or you can look up Chinese Lantern Chinese Lantern dot com and that'll take you right into our store okay perfect. One, I think one of the most important things for for me to emphasize with what we're doing with the the products that we are selling is mm, yeah. it's not Ju- we're not doing this as like a, a way for us to solely generate revenue but I've always been involved in in in, um, in giving back to the community and being a philanthropist and in the things that we're doing we I already talked to Anna about this, I said if we're going to do this one major thing is yeah, we important. We both
2: definitely agree on, on the, the step, you know he's always liked to give back to students and I always, I think that's you know, I, I, yeah. I don't disagree with any so of that at all. I've, so. I've
3: always given out of pocket for students in an emergency situation oh. and, um, you know, scholarships or application fees
0: and things like that. So, so that's just, where all this revenue is going. Is, is, I would say all of it. It's a big part. It's, okay.
3: you know, beyond me or, posts, or Anna yeah. being able to like, you know, go blow money on, you know, silly stuff. I will choose to take whatever we have in our account to help out a student or, or a person. and so. Um, when you're supporting us or the Contigo in the, in, the, in the items that we're bringing out, you know, we do have this primarily there for, for you helping. know, for helping as well as us having fun, you know, yeah. going out and supporting other artists. You know, half of the stuff that we buy, we can't even put in our own place, <laughs> but we buy stuff because we see artists who might be struggling. Right. And we use a lot of that stuff that we buy As giveaways it's not for us so when you're when you're supporting us you're not just buying an item you're you're actually you're you're indirectly
0: supporting the community you are yeah Yeah. Yeah,
3: so that's huge for us and you know for me um, students have always been number one and um, now that we're you know becoming really a part of the the community yeah yeah, it's you know also being cognizant of what is happening in in our lives Today. today and seeing you know Um, people that we know on a daily basis that you may run into at Tiki T, or at uh, Tonga Hut or at a marketplace who might be, you know, just kind of going through a rough time right now. Right, right. And so,
0: very nice. So, everyone support our friends at Contigo Tiki Bar on Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, or just want to leave a shout out, check us out on Facebook. Inside the Desert Oasis Room, we have a group page there. Come and join us. And you can follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. Alrighty. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you so Thank much. You Cheers. It was a lot of fun. O'kale maluna. O'kale maluna. Cheers and aloha, folks. See you next time. Aloha.